0: we're back
1: whoa <laughs> whoa i'm gonna need you to turn the energy level down i don't
0: know if i know how
1: from shotcaster to like a little above npr yeah, no
0: i'm actually not sure that i can't okay it's really exciting okay
1: you know it's exciting i yeah. mean i know it's exciting
0: yeah uh, we got champagne we do we're back here with some champagne we got some cold duck some cold duck can somebody please write in and explain why it's called that
1: I'm too lazy to google it
0: every other champagne is like something spoghati yeah. brute yeah, and then cold and then duck cold fucking duck I um I need to understand it someone please write in and tell us yeah <laughs> educate uh, me about champagne yeah fucking drink enough of it <laughs> well we appreciate everybody who. Let us take a chill month. Yeah, I didn't realize until after we decided to do it that we were just doing the same exact thing at the same exact time as My Favorite Murder. Oh shit! (laughs) They were on hiatus for all of August as well. Fuck. (laughs) And a lot of other podcasts. It seems to be kind of like the month. Yeah, chilling. I mean,
1: I this is literally my first job, my first week at a new job. Mm -hmm. You've got your own shit, and it's just it. It was bad month. <laughs> it was.
0: And, you know, we hadn't really taken a full break other no. than just, like, being late <laughs> and yeah. stuff in two years. Mm-hmm. Oh, over two years. Over two years. So. It was time. Yeah. I think it's time. It just means now that we're rested and we get to come back and be even hopefully better at this or just a little less bad. I don't know. Come back with changes like a Patreon. Yes. Hey, what's up?
1: We have Patreon now. Yes,
0: we do. Should we talk about it? Should we tease it now and then talk about it at the end? Yeah.
1: awesome. Here's your teaser. We have Patreon. Buff- Anyways, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> God
0: damn it, We do, though. It's sick, so wait around. We're going to tell you some awesome stories. We got a true crime ep this time. Awesome's a
1: really strong word. You're right. They're actually both really not great. Yeah. From what I can tell. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> but maybe the way we tell them will be awesome enough to make up for it. All right. Are you ready? (laughs) Oh, man. I feel rusty. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be fine. Let's talk about something that happened on July 22nd, 2011. Oh. For people in this country, that might not be immediately a recognizable date. However, in the country I'm going to be talking about, that's that's probably their 9-11. They remember this date. 3.26 p.m., an explosion went off outside of a building in Oslo, Norway. The building housed the office of Prime Minister Jens Stoltenberg. I hope I am saying that at least a little bit correct. (laughs) Sorry, Norway. It was learned that this was a car bomb placed in a van just outside the building. The explosion killed eight people and injured over 200 more. Holy shit. It was a big explosion. There's like footage of it and all the windows bust out and there's just dust and smoke and it's bad. It's bad news bears. The 530 teenagers attending a youth labor party camp in Otoya Island, 24 miles outside of Oslo, heard about this via their phones. Many speculated that it was just a gas explosion, while others believed that the war had started. I was crying. Oh, God. Or that this was a terrorist attack. At 4.30, the students were gathered together by the staff and told that the explosion was, in fact, a bomb. Staff assured the students that they were safe on the island, and the students felt that that was true, given that the only way to reach Utoya Island is by private boat or ferry. As the meeting broke up, staff were informed by the ferryman that he had a police officer on board the boat who was coming to secure the island. News of this made its way through the groups of teenagers who thought maybe he was there to bring some news of a family death or an injury to one of the campers because this was a politically motivated attack and these were youths in politics. So, the ferry arrived on the island at 5.18 p.m. Within the next 80 minutes, 69 people would be shot and killed, 110 wounded. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So... uh, you, you might know what I'm talking about now if y'all were paying attention at all in 2011. I know it was a while ago, <laughs> but this was kind of a big deal. Reporting on the incident was like extensive. Mm-hmm. It was later called the Norway massacre. Mm-hmm. We heard about it here in the states like pretty soon after it happened. Yeah,
1: it it got some decent coverage. Yeah,
0: yeah. I remember just sitting there being like, "Hey, whoa, what the shit?" Because mm-hmm. it was pretty horrible. And unfortunately, in this country, it's like. Yeah, that happens. Oh, another shooting? Uh-huh. Oh. Even though this one is particularly deadly, but like the fact but that it was also, uh, yeah, Norway. Yeah. Next to Sweden, it's basically like the cutest little most beast-lovingest. Yeah. We have we have little Norway here. Yeah. With Westby. Mm-hmm. There's actually a ton of Norwegian people, yeah, in uh-huh. this area of the state. get real good at pronouncing those last names. Uh, yeah, I wish I was better. I'm quite Norwegian. I don't know shit. I can do um a version of the three little pigs, however. Oh. Do you want to hear it? It's really quick. Okay. Because I think it's actually just like sort of a a, a rhyme for like the names of the toes. Uh Uh-huh. Tita, ta-ta, tilalote, mugafusen, kubenhessen. And that could totally be wrong, but that's what I learned from my grandma, who learned it from her mom, who is Norwegian. Okay. Just saying.
1: I hope you all memorize that. There'll be a quiz later. Uh-huh.
0: You can, you know, go back 15 seconds. No. It's not even like it's nope. going to be hard. No, not allowed to rerun oh. D. <laughs> is... We're back. We're hardcore now. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> no second chances. Uh, That's what kind of podcast we are. Uh. <laughs> All right. All right. This is about okay. to be a sad. Yep. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> so if you don't recall this story, then we, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> and then also, just in case, though, here's the gist. Both attacks, the bomb and the shooting, were carried out by a man named Anders Breivik. I don't care if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yep. A right-wing extremist and Islamophobe with military training who triggered the bomb, then made his way to, I'm hoping I'm saying this right, Utøya Island, dressed as a police officer, stating he was there for the safety of the youth at the camp. He was carrying a semi-automatic rifle, a pistol, and over a thousand rounds of ammunition. How do we do this? I also have someone who poses as a police officer. Really? Jesus. Okay, How the five. fuck? There it is. There it is. And there's our, you know, our little connection that mm-hmm. we always do. Oh, we're so good at this. Because we try so hard. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think we have a secret psychic link that we don't like to acknowledge that much. Yeah. That's, yeah. You spend enough time together. It's yep. a thing. So this next next sentence sucks. Sorry. Like, it's like such a turnaround. He opened fire on the teenagers. Oh. (laughs) And the staff on the island, walking slowly over the entirety of the half-mile-long island, shooting people in the woods, in buildings, in tents, and in the water, wherever he found them. He would often go over to the bodies on the ground and shoot them again to make sure they were dead. The following stories I'm about to tell you about the people who survived, I got from a couple of different places. One is an I Survived episode that focuses entirely on this. Mm -hmm. There's no like three stories that bounce back and forth. It's just just all. Yeah. Yeah. It's just four people, young people who were there that day and their names. Do try to follow along. I'm going to try to intermesh these stories a little bit. So do try to remember these names. Sophie, Adrian, Magnus, and Rebecca with two Ks. Oh, (laughs) Those ones aren't so crazy, yeah. And as well as a story of a young woman named Ilva, I really, Y-L-V-A, I am very much hoping I'm saying that right. I'd say Ilva. Yeah. And she was interviewed by Dateline in 2013 about her story. All of them ended up in different situations, but had experienced sort of similar things, so I'm going to try to weave their stories together, just, you know, do your best. Again, you can go back 15 seconds. No. Because you're you're thinking of this podcast as homework, <laughs> I assume. Everyone's here to learn something today and not just to listen to us swear and drink. Right. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Uh-huh. 100%. That's why you came back. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, after the meeting about the bombings, groups of students split off in different parts of the island with a large group remaining by the meeting building- Nothing was happening yet. They were just sort of going about their day. Sophie, in particular, went to work at the cafe building, just what they called it. I assume it was just the cafeteria, the mess, that sort of thing. And that's when people started hearing gunshots. They were kind of far away. I mean, as far away as they could be on the island. Mm -hmm. Quote from Ilva, I didn't realize what it was. I thought, I hoped that it was just like fireworks or something, like to mess with us because of the bombings. Adrian and those on the I Survived also remembered being angry hearing someone then thinking they were firing an airsoft gun or doing fireworks, which would have been really insensitive given that people were so upset about the bombing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people were pissed immediately. Yeah. Ilva. But then there were all these young people running at us saying, run, we're getting shot at, you have to run. Ilva, Rebecca, Magnus, and Adrian were all caught up in the initial confusion, and many teens just kind of stood there. Because what the fuck? Like, yeah, I don't know if... I, I think I probably would do the same thing. You're like, what do you mean you're getting shot at? That's not a thing. We're see, on an island. <laughs> I would do the opposite. And you'd just already be running. And I'd be like, all right, bye! I think, I think that was like, you know, split 50-50. Half of them uh-huh. were like, see ya! And half of them were like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, so... That's kind of where they were stuck for a little bit there. Ilva wasn't tall enough to see over the others around her. Yep. yep. So she didn't see what Adrian describes. I understand that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, in this case, probably good. Yeah. But Adrian did see this. Others were in position, others like Adrian were in position to see the gunman as he approached on the road. Mm. Adrian was a twenty one year old staff member at the time. He'd actually sort of graduated from the program already and was back. Came to back help. to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like a really cool program, actually. Yeah. It looks really cool. It's like people who, you know, want to be in government later in their lives, and specifically their Labor Party members, which is pretty um, left-wing. Much more left-wing than we get over here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, at the time, Adrian watched a girl who had clearly just come straight from the showers and had no idea what was happening. Oh, fuck. Had not heard any of this. Get too close to the man walking down the road. She was walking toward him. He uh, looks like a police officer. Oh. Uh, Adrian. He shoots her three times in the chest. As she was falling and hitting the ground, he shot her twice more. Then panic started. Ilva. And then everyone was running. I still didn't understand why, but I kept running because everyone else was. Magnus. Has the best name. Mm hmm. And also. <laughs> He talks about running into the woods and eventually locating a trail that goes around the entire island and deciding to look for places to hide there. Smart. Yeah. Um, Ilva and her fellow campers were struggling to find places to hide as well and may have actually come across Magnus because she mentions seeing people sort of lined up hiding in places along this trail, which she said they called the love path, (laughs) which is either adorable or it's a place where they all fuck. (laughs) I mean, why not both? Or both. So some students hid under, the, when they couldn't find a place on the path, hid under an overhang off the side of a hill. So it's like, they were hoping that the gunmen would have to walk over them to uh. see out and wouldn't be able to see them underneath. A la Lord of the Rings. Right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But there was like enough room for about 15 people and there were, you know, untold numbers of kids. Sure. There are 530 kids on this island. By yeah. All trying to find reminder. a place to hide. Exactly. All at once. So, Ilva and many others did not, there was no room for them by the time they got there. So, they had no choice but to slide the rest of the way down this big hill and kind of make a run for it. Ouchies. It's toward the water. It's very slippery because it had been mm-hmm. wet and muddy, but also rocky. Ilva cut her hands sliding down the, yeah. the, the hill with her muck boots on. So, that's Ilva, Magnus, there in the woods. Sophie is the one in the cafeteria. Mm hmm. And she could hear the gunshots getting closer. Now, the way this is told, like nobody actually knows what, what time any of these things happen. And when you're hearing these stories, it actually sounds like the gunmen is everywhere. Yeah. And they didn't know how many there were at first. So it felt to them like that, too. So this is going to feel like he's everywhere all at once because they don't really give you a timeline. They don't know how long they were in places. So right. we're just telling this as it goes. So she hears gunshots getting closer to the cafeteria. People in the building start running, tripping over each other. People would fall and get trampled. Like, just I- instant. Yep, panic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sophie was in the front room, and she could hear the gunmen approaching. So she made a dash for the kish- kitchens. It was the longest five meters I've ever had to run. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sophie hid in a large refrigerator. Like, she just looked Smart. at them and was like, uh-huh. <laughs> yep, uh-huh, <laughs> <Yeah>. all right. <laughs> Pretty brilliant. Um, listening unfortunately, to the screams of her fellow campers for many minutes until her fear of being found because she was like, I think there might be multiple people. They're going to check everything. Why wouldn't they? I got to get out of here. So that makes her move. She ran out of the building into the woods. Quote, I've never run that fast. You run for school, but not that fast. If there was a tree in my way, I ran into it. If there was a a rock, I jumped over it. (laughs) like She is just sprinting.
1: It's it's incredible what adrenaline can do. Yes,
0: absolutely. And then the absolute exhaustion when it wears off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, actually, that you know really does happen to her at a certain point. You'll yeah. notice. Yeah. Back to Ilva for a second. Ilva and many others made their way down that rocky hill and the gunman was approaching slowly behind them. At huh. one point, she knows a bullet whizzed past her head. Ah. And yeah, and the people in the, who were interviewing her were like, you, you heard and saw the bullet? She was like, yeah, I've seen movies. I know what a bullet looks like. <laughs> It was kind of great. Get him, Ilva. Yeah, for real. (laughs) You (laughs) called him out on that bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) She says, and then I came down and I remember that I got shot in the shoulder and I knew I was shot immediately. It didn't hurt. It was like somebody had hit me really hard. So hard, I couldn't feel it anymore. He used expanding bullets. Uh So when they hit, Uh so when they hit tissue, they expand and do as much damage as Mm -hmm. possible. When I touched it, So she like touches back on her shoulder. I saw my hand was very red and I couldn't actually feel the area. here she shows in the interview she shows the wound across the back of her shoulder and it's huge. It spans her entire shoulder. Like it's not a bullet wound, it's an explosion. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean it's it's those are worse than
0: Like hollow points that just break apart inside of you. It's Mm -hmm. just uh, awful. I mean, like really meant to tear up a body. They are meant to kill. They are absolutely meant to kill. As much damage as as fucking possible. Those are not hunting Mm -mm, bullets. mm -mm. You Mm -mm. wouldn't do that to an animal if you wanted to eat it. This is all about killing. Yep. So it sucks. Yeah, we can't ban guns, but it's fine. Anyways, continue. Yep, it's no, fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I mean this is Norway. Who this the is, fuck knows This how is we got Norway
1: in 2011, and uh-huh. we still have access to probably those bullets in America. Probably. But it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's, you know what? Continue. Yep.
0: Yeah, we're just gonna go off. <laughs> it's,
1: just, it's, it's fucking.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> fi- everyone's fine. It's fine.
1: It's really not fine. We're back. Everything in the world has changed. Yeah. We have better gun laws. You know, all the you know. Trump is, uh, we, he, we impeached we, him while we, we were gone. We impeached him right? while we were didn't
0: gone. We, um, we fixed everything while we, we were gone. We fixed it all. No, we didn't. We still <sighs> get to be angry. This podcast will never stop making <laughs> us angry. <laughs> all right. So, so her shoulder's been ripped apart. It's really awful. That's like the bad, wound, like the scar is still kind of intense. Yep. She says, I don't remember getting shot in the stomach but I know I got shot in the stomach next.
1: Oh no. She was shot
0: twice in the stomach, in fact. Ah. She doesn't remember seeing the gunman at any point during this. She just knows she was getting riddled with bullets, but never saw She him. was at the bottom of the hill at this point? Yeah. I wonder if he was, if he was just
1: blindly.
0: Yeah, it's totally possible. There were many people like yeah. her who also got wounded from just a spray of bullets, I'm sure. Jesus. And she says, you know, there are also moments that she does not remember that her brain will not let her recall. So if she saw him, she might have forgotten. Crazy how trauma works. Exactly. Every person on the I Survived story ended up in or near water trying to escape. Rebecca hid in the woods until she saw another girl and decided, um, she and another girl decided to swim for the mainland. And it's not impossible. (laughs) It's not a really terrible swim, but it's also not a very easy one. Like You'd have to be really in pretty good shape. And also, the water is 57 degrees. Mm-mm. It's very cold. Nope. It's not good. This is Norway, and it's like, I mean, it's summer, so it's probably not as bad as it would have been, but it never gets warm. <laughs> like, nope. And being at least somewhat
1: cognizant of the fact that, like, okay, everything I'm feeling right now is going to wear off. Right. I'm going to get exhausted. So, do tiring. I want to put myself in water that
0: I could drown in exactly. then? Exactly. It's just. But that they like, have so little fight room. to survive. Exactly. They have so little room on that island. The gunman appears to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. There is nowhere to go. And it's like, that feels like escape. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So a lot of them, at least, even if they don't try to make an actual go at the mainland, they, they stay out of the range of the bullets right. swimming around the island. yeah. Um, so Rebecca hid in the woods until she and another girl decided to swim to the mainland. Magnus and others also end up in the water. The gunmen from different vantage points, would shoot at anyone he saw in the water, forcing them to dive or stay out of range, or just get shot. Adrian, the older guy, 21, ends up on the shore watching other people swim out. The gunman approaches the shore, and Adrian realizes that he is the only person left there to shoot, other than the people in the water. And this part is crazy. Fuck. Brevik, the shooter aims at him, and Adrian just starts asking him not to shoot. He doesn't know what else to say. He just says, please don't shoot. Please don't shoot. And he looks in Brevik's eyes, and he says, he sees nothing. There is yeah. nothing there. Brevik is smiling, and then he's screaming, you're going to die. Ah! Yeah. What but he fuck? doesn't shoot Adrian. <laughs> he doesn't shoot him. He just decides, maybe he just decides, yeah, I'll get you later. Yeah. Because then he turns around, he walks a ways down, and he starts firing at people in the water instead, and Adrian breaks for it. But, like, to, he, he's like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know why you didn't shoot me right there. I'd be dead. Like, insane. So crazy. But he just decided, yeah, maybe, maybe you later. Not right now. I don't feel like it. Who knows? Back to Ilva. Ilva has been shot three times at the base of the hill already, as we talked about. And I realize, she says, I can't stay here. I can't just lie here. So I see this jacket between two rocks. And I roll toward it and I put myself between the two rocks. And he's up on the hill and I realize he can still see my legs. So I get shot twice. Once in each thigh. Ah! And I remember that very well. Because that hurt. That was very painful. Yeah. She's been shot five times. Oh my god. God! Yeah. Once in each leg. First oh. of all, are you firing wildly or are you an incredible shot? Right. If you're just going to sh- shoot and hit one of her legs each time? Like, my God. Woof. Sophie, the girl who was in the kitchen, uh-huh. in the fridge, and this made now a break for it. Right. Sophie ends up finding more campers near the shore and hiding in the water with them, just sort of on the edge. She tells them all to be quiet. This is, okay, a little bit funny. I did laugh at this, even though it's, t- it's harrowing. She tells them all to be quiet, and but then also gives her phone over to one camper who's sort of freaking out and wants to call his parents. Sure. Um, but the phone gets wet, and in the silence, as they're trying to maintain a position and not be noticed, it starts playing a ringtone. Oh, oh, the single ladies. Oh, the single ladies. Oh, the single ladies. The single ladies. <laughs> she was like... She, the look on her face in the interview because she's like, "I was mortified. I'd been yelling at them so much to be quiet." And then her phone and goes off. All the single ladies. All the single. Jesus. She felt awful and, like, oh shit, our cover is blown. Yeah, yeah, that was um a pretty incredible little tidbit. Holy shit! Poor thing. Beyonce's never hurt anybody, no, <laughs> except in accidents like this. Ugh. And maybe Michelle from Destiny's Child. Real, you're right, yeah. that's right, you're right. <laughs> Magnus, cool name dude, is swimming around the entirety of the island. Like He and a couple other dudes just decided, we will just go around, we will try to find a place where we can sit, where there, we don't hear gunshots anymore, something. Mm-hmm. And when they're in the water, they see a boat in the water, giving life jackets to other kids and pulling them on board. Oh! Yeah, this is just a random person. People Brave. Just, yeah. Must have heard gunshots. They have boats on the lake. And they're and they like, all right, it. here we go. Exactly. Magnus tries to wave them down, and they swim. He said about 100 yards. not I think it was 100 meters. <laughs> oh, but, meters versus <laughs> yards. Right. But according to him, they just turn around, and they leave. But he found out later, and everybody found out later, the gunmen would fire on any boat that got too mm-hmm. close. So they... Did what they could and sort of got the up. fuck out, and then right. they'd come back right, probably hopefully. later. Yeah, but at that point, Magnus is left stranded. Yeah,
1: Ilva again. Oh no! I swear to God, if you tell me she gets shot again,
0: <laughs> I, will I will say will she does not. Throw
1: you out of this apartment. She, does
0: not. she has five gunshot wounds. That's that's a that's a good round number for her to just chill with. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but she does lose track of timeline. Yeah. There. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. She's she is shot five times. Two of which are like in your guts. Which that is could like be really bad. 30
1: minutes to an hour usually. Depending on where you get hit. Yeah, depending on so where bad. you get hit. And with her bad. thighs, I mean that fucking could have nicked her like femoral right. artery in. And... Right. They Ooh. asked her
0: about that. She was like, no arteries. I was like, holy shit, are you kidding? I mean, it's also her left shoulder. It's not not close to her heart. Yeah. Like she's she's riddled with bullets, but maybe in the most lucky way possible. Yeah.
1: He's the best, worst shot.
0: Exactly. And that's Fine. So, she loses track of time. She has no idea how long she was there. She kind of uh-huh. stared at her watch, but she doesn't really remember. Like, yeah, what I happened mean, her
1: body's in shock.
0: Exactly. She thinks she was there for about an hour and forty-five minutes. Jesus, which is a long time. Yeah, <laughs> to be sitting there dying. Uh, interviewers asked her what she was thinking sitting there. So she says, "In the beginning, I was certain I would die. I was a hundred percent certain." So I just sort of sat there and I waited for the darkness or the light, whatever, (laughs) but nothing happened. So I figured, I think I'll just have to survive this. Stay awake, stay calm, just breathe. You can do this. She says she also started thinking about if she died, what things she would miss to like try to be like, okay, this is what you want to live for. And this is so funny and such a 14 year old girl thing. Oh no. She was 14 at this time. So she says, I realized I hadn't seen the last Harry Potter movie. Oh. (laughs) And she was like, I'd read the book, so I knew it was going to happen, but I wanted to see it. I was going to be so mad if I couldn't see it. Oh! And she also had a guy in her class that was, quote, such a douchebag. And she never got to tell him to fuck off. Oh.
1: (laughs) That is a good thing to live for. So
0: great. She was like, I just have to live so that I can tell that guy that he sucks. He'll never know he's a douchebag if I don't tell him. Right right she's great just
1: get him to come to your hospital room to right. visit
0: be like by the way by the way a bag. you're a
1: douchebag i just i really like i needed to tell you
0: i can't the fact that you're a douchebag kept me alive yeah <laughs> i cannot so thank you this. yeah right so thank you but also, but also fucking... you're a fucking douchebag <laughs> it's the best it's just the best those are the reasons to live honestly well, i mean those are some pretty good reasons to live and i mean if that's if what it... motivates yeah I think if this happened to me right now, I'd, you know, I'd be trying to learn from her and be like, okay, well, I haven't seen the last Star Wars yet. Can't I? Uh, there's at least six people I'd like to tell to fuck off. I yeah. so.
1: <laughs> mean, they're doing an Amazon thing with Lord of the Rings or the Cimmerillion. I have to stay alive to see that, to see how right. badly they fuck it up. Yeah, of course. So I can be angry about it. Or maybe, it. Even, or maybe I mean, but also, I don't know. It probably won't be. But it probably won't be, it but be. they did a good job with Good Omens. So maybe. That's true. So, like, I
0: have to stay alive for that. Exactly. Those are good reasons. Honestly, if you ain't sure, if you're in a harrowing situation and you ain't sure you have the reasons to live, start thinking about all the stuff you want to see. Honestly, (laughs) like, no shame.
1: Whatever pops into your head. Yeah, whatever it is. Whatever. It It doesn't have to be, like... These grandiose like I'll I haven't never... graduated from college. Exactly. Or... I'll never tell this person I love them yeah. or something. I'll never get married. No. Do
0: just do you. Right. I never got to pet all the dogs. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> whatever you think. Just, yeah. That's good shit. Yeah. Ilva gets it. Yeah. So. Um she said one thing though that she did not think about at all, which actually kind of surprised the people. <laughs> she was talking to she said she did not sit there and wonder who the shooter was or why she got shot that never occurred to her they kept kind of pressing and being like didn't you think like who is this man why does he have a gun like who is he And she was like nah that also calls for a lot of rational thinking yes
1: and And her brain was a little busy keeping her alive exactly
0: and she said that there were other people she's talked to since who had those thoughts but they also probably weren't shot five times yeah so, and she was a 14-year-old girl, you know? She was keeping it together. She was doing her best. If I was 14 and I'd been shot
1: five times, my brain would not be going, well, why did I get shot? <laughs> what are the motives of this
0: yeah. man? Yeah. Who, who is this? <laughs> exactly. No, fuck no. Yeah. That might be something Adrian would have thought, yeah. honestly. Older, not shot yet. <laughs> like, yeah, like, fine. or
1: us in that situation. Yes, I mean, absolutely. like, who the fuck is doing because this? Because
0: that's, yeah, that's this, when you think about true crime all the time, yeah. that's the sort of shit you start to think about. Yeah. <laughs> like, who was this guy? How when did he get here? unshot. He <laughs> yes, and unshot. Yeah. Very big deal to be unshot. Yeah. Speaking of Adrian, he finds a large group of students who all make their way. He's like 20, 25 people. I don't know where they all came from, but they were just there. And they all make their way in a direction they hope will be safe and they can no longer hear gunshots. He says, we thought, okay, maybe this is something we can survive. I'm scared. Then one girl who's a little further inland, has a better vantage point, looks over a hill, turns around and says, he's coming. No! And honestly, he is serial killer stalking around. Like, he is moving slowly and yet he is everywhere. Yeah. It is crazy. They tried to scatter and hide but at one point, according to Adrian's story, he was just surrounded by people who were just going down. One by yeah. one. Just, just a hail of gunfire. Exactly. All around him, people were dropping. And he does not get hit, but he drops to the ground and he plays dead. Smart. Fucking ballsy. Only thing you can
1: do. I mean, with yes. this guy walking around like
0: doing exactly. kill shots. Exactly. But you also can't just stand there. And if you no. run, you might get you too. Yeah. And it's like, whew, I don't know if I would have thought to do anything different. But he lays there. So he lays there hoping that the gunman won't see him. He opens his eyes just enough to watch the man reload. And then a girl is running in Adrian's direction. He gets done reloading. He shoots. And she falls right on top of him. Oh, God. Yeah, like this, this girl just falls directly on top of Adrian, which is another probably actually good thing for Adrian just yeah. because he's less visible that way. She, you know, harder to see him breathing, whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you think
0: back to like World War
1: One and the trenches hiding under dead bodies.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that happens. It's yeah. really unfortunate. Yeah. There's school shootings where things like that happen. Yeah, it's awful. This is a quote from him. It gets quiet around me. And I know there's someone standing right next to me. I can feel the warmth from the barrel of the gun. <laughs> like uh, it's that I can feel it. It's aiming at me inches away from my head. And this is, of course, where they go to commercial because it's I survived. Sure. And then they come back and it's him again. And then it was like a bomb went off right next to me. <sighs> I got shot. When I opened my eyes, I saw that he was gone. I could see all these bodies just laying there. It was almost like they were sleeping, except that the water was turning red all around me. I think he was just in shallow water. Mm -hmm. It was just all red. And that was when I realized I had just witnessed a massacre. I feel really bad for Adrian. (laughs) Was he shot? He was shot, and it does not ever say where. Clearly he made it obviously Clearly it wasn't in the head, but I'll maybe uh, they, I think they would have said, or been like, look, I think he was shot somewhere, somewhere, somewhere on his body. And just, you know, the guy didn't care enough to keep trying. Yeah. And he left. Back to Sophie, whose position is compromised because of all the single ladies.
1: Yeah. Those damn single ladies. Yeah. Um, they put their hands up. They sure. Do. <sighs> uh, uh, oh. <laughs> uh Oh, Oh, uh." Oh, uh oh! Uh <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs> We're going us. to hell. I hate us so much. This is awful. <laughs> so, so her position's compromised. They all try to flee. Sure. When they start hearing somebody coming, one person next to her gets shot as mm. they try. Sophie dives into the water. Yep. Hoping to get low enough that the bullets won't reach. She can hear bullets hitting the water as she dives and comes up for air over and over and over. She just keeps doing that until he gets bored or something or can't see her anymore and eventually he moves away. But Sophie's been in the freezing water so long and working so hard to get down and then up and then down and then up that her arms lock up. Yeah. And she's like physically not able to move. That's like
1: some fucking Navy SEALs level training shit.
0: Yeah. yeah. And she is, I don't, uh, she's probably like 15 years old. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, I, I would not be able to do that. Oh, no? oh my God. So and adrenaline is a hell of a drug, but also. It's fucking incredible that she was able, it sucks amazing. that her arm's locked up, but right. that's also. She did what she needed to do for as long it. as she yeah. needed to do it. Yeah. She just starts to float. She just, mm-hmm. that's all she can do. Mm-hmm. And she isn't sinking, she's just sort of floating there, seeing what happens. She doesn't know how long she is there before a boat approaches. Oh, she signals the boat by lifting both of her frozen arms Oh no. as best as she can. And a man, she said this, brought her aboard like a fish. Like yep. you drag a fish uh-huh. on board. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was German. He didn't speak Norwegian oh. and she didn't speak German, which That's I find mo- very funny. You
1: know what? I'm pretty sure he could figure out what the fuck was
0: going on. Right. Exactly what he knew. And yeah. she said the only phrase she knew was "Ich Vadish. Which is, I love you. Oh. So Sophie just kept saying, Ish libadish, oh. like over and over and over to this man. Magnus and Rebecca were both also rec- rescued by regular people in private boats and taken to the mainland where a triage area was set up to assess the survivors. Good, Magnus, this is a quote from him, it was just regular people decided to jump in their boats and risk their lives to save many kids' lives. What they did is hard for me to describe. It's just so great that some people would do that. Like, he is, like, overcome trying to say this on the thing. It's really cute. Yeah. Rebecca, that was the first time I started crying because I just wanted it to be over. So they are both safe. Sophie is safe. When police finally arrive, roughly 80 minutes after the shooting started, the shooter, Anders Breivik, immediately surrenders to them his job is done and also he's a crazy person so he just drops his gun and goes i'm shocked he didn't kill himself Uh, yeah honestly same but i i think he really wanted his day in court because he looks like a crazy person yeah he wanted wanted to be able to talk and
1: have people remember him and get the crazy fan letters and all that bullshit exactly
0: that was one thing they said he wanted an open hearing and he wanted to wear Something of his own design to it. And they, they said no to both those things. Good. Because <laughs> fuck him. Fucking psychopath. His face at his trial, dude. You got to look it up. It's awful. Uh, He's really, really horrible. Yeah, I'll show you something creepy, too. Oh, God. No, oh no. <laughs> Back to Ilva. Laying at the base of the hill. It was policemen who found her approaching the island by boat, shouting, Is anyone alive here? And that was when she realized how bad the scene must look. Jesus. If if they have to ask that, like, holy shit. She lifted her arm and shouted for them, and a girl near her also lifted her arm. But that girl told police that Ilva had been shot five times and they had to take her first. Oh. Yeah. The people in the interview were like, that's so nice. She's like, I know, right? Isn't it crazy how nice people still can be when something horrible happens? (laughs) Like, we weren't crawling over each other for help. Like, I would also, like
1: hope even if the girl had been like take me take me mm-hmm. that you know the police would have triaged oh, the yeah. situation oh yeah
0: i mean one lady rather
1: than being norway nice right
0: <laughs> i don't know what norway nice includes i hope it's that i bad. assume
1: it's like midwest nice because yeah, there's a lot of norwegian it. fucking people here that's
0: true it's probably uh-huh. like a little passive aggressive yeah <laughs> yeah real shit but like outwardly nice yeah who no- and i don't know the like the condition of this other girl, Mm-mm. but it couldn't have been as bad as Ilva. Oh God, no. No, <laughs> like, oh my God. So Ilva gets taken out too. She's safe. Adrian is also one who is taken to the hospital. I don't hear in that how he is taken. I assume he's he's still on the island. The police come and get him. Yep. They never actually say where he was shot, like I mentioned, but obviously he's fine. Um, those who were mainly left uninjured, were put on a bus and taken to a hotel. So more buses of students would arrive over, like, the next day or so as people were discharged from the hospital. If they weren't in bad shape, they would leave. If they just had, like, a little bit of hypothermia or something, they would be brought via bus to this hotel. Sophie, largely uninjured, just real tired, was taken to the hotel, where she waited for her best friend, Layla. Oh. I was so sure that she had made it. I kept on sitting out in the rain waiting for her to come. Then the ambulance guy said to me, there are no more buses. Everyone else is either still in the hospital or dead. And it did turn out, unfortunately, that Layla, Sophie's best friend, was one of the first people to be killed on the island. Why are you do me like this? I'm so sorry. It's Jesus! They just set it up so good in the show and it made me cry. And I was like, I gotta put that on there. Uh, Wow. Well. <laughs> So a little bit of after, aftermath about the trial and then, you know, what these guys had to say. Brevik was found guilty of mass murder yeah. because, duh. Yeah. And sentenced to, a, okay, don't get mad yet, I'm a maximum penalty of 21 years. However, Norway is one of those countries that we've talked about that, like, reassesses every time mm-hmm. and will just can hold you indefinitely if they still think you're dangerous. They're he not was gonna still dangerous. He's insane. fucking insane. Yeah. And really hor- like just awful, like literally the worst person that they have right now. Mm-hmm. So they will never let him go, I'm no. sure. The gunshots damaged Ilva's intestines, lungs, and pancreas, but no arteries were hit, like Jeez. we said. So she made a full recovery. Holy shit. She said, I can't be a major athlete, but I was never going to do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was never you the go plan. You girl. Right. I <laughs> hope she got to see Harry Potter. Oh, I think you know. Like, what I, I hope she, she went like
1: opening night, right? And like they reserved a theater for her, was, like, so so happy. she could like watch it in peace and yes. cry and all of the fucking things. God, I hope that happened. <laughs> I genuinely hope that happened. Really, really do, yeah. And I hope she got to tell that guy he was a douchebag. Yep, me too. I hope she
0: really just like took life by like, the balls I, and yeah. told everybody that that is a douchebag. That what they needed to hear. Yeah. Like... Just brutal honesty, so great. Um, everyone on the, I survived interviews has made a full recovery from what I can tell. Like they do not look or behave in a way where they are still, you know, scarred, mm-hmm. uh, except for Ilva is the one that has all the scars, literally like, scarred, right? And Ilva says this about her scars. I bear my scars with dignity because I got them for something I believe in. The point is like the, the labor party is, um, very left wing. Like we said, yeah and they are very pro basically open borders and this man was so against that and that so he... afraid of muslims basically specifically and and the dilution of like norwegian blood i can't roll my eyes hard enough exactly exactly like all the same shit i will bullshit. go blind <laughs> all the same shit we always hear is always so fucking annoying <sighs> so stupid horrible and he killed 69 people over it <sighs> Uh, yeah, each of if you've seen an episode of I Survived each of the I Survived people always takes a moment at the end and first what these guys talk through is how many people they lost mm-hmm. two best friends, 11 friends 13 friends, 15 friends, that sort of thing all in one day and then they get their minute to say like why do they think they survived? That's always how every episode ends and these are what The four of them, Adrian, Magnus, Rebecca, and Sophie, had to say, Adrian, I hate him. (laughs) I hate him for ruining my life, for taking my friends from me. I hate him for what he's done to me and my friends. When people ask me how I survived, I cannot give them an answer. I don't have an answer, and I will probably never know. Adrian should have died many times. Yeah. that is He really faced some shit. Magnus. Got like a lucky penny
1: shoved it's up his for ass or real, something.
0: For like, real. Holy shit. Magnus. There's no recipes for surviving anything like this. A lot of people were really lucky, and a lot of other people who made all the right decisions were just unlucky mm-hmm. and they didn't make it. We talk about that. We all talk the time.
1: about that. Yep. You can make all of the, the right decisions and the safe
0: choices and, and still, and still yeah. get kicked in the bucket. Exactly. And he gets it. I survived, he says, because I got really lucky and I was in the right place at the right time. Rebecca, I survived because I kept going and didn't give up. I wanted life. She did swim for a long time. Yeah. Sophie, he didn't win. He thought he could go out on the island, shoot us, scare us. But the opposite happened. We have twice as many people in our organization now and we fight twice as hard. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Uh
1: Uh-huh. That's something I will never understand about people that do, like, racially motivated or politically motivated, mm-hmm. like, shootings. Right. Like, what are you expecting to accomplish from this? Right. You aren't going to inspire fear. Right. We have proven that. Right.
0: Maybe you're. they're afraid that day, but after that, you just lit a fire under their Yeah. Offices. And they now they want be.
1: to destroy you. Exactly. And everyone like you. Yes.
0: And, like, that's... through legal
1: that... channels.
0: Yeah, Right. They're not gonna do, you know, do to your What level. you did
1: to them. Right. But they're there to fight. But holy shit, are they them. gonna wreck your fucking life? And these
0: are like the future leaders of yeah, Norway. These are teenagers you fucked with. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're like, uh Hi. I'm gonna make this place a utopia. Sup, like? I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really interested. I don't remember if this is already out or if this was coming out, but there's something called July twenty second is a Netflix special that is about this. Oh God. Yeah. So it seems pretty dope. I watched the trailer. I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta watch that." <laughs> but that—that that is the story of five survivors of the Norway massacre. I'm really sad now. I was—I was really sad when I finished it too. I was like, "But oh. I mean, at least it has—it has a decent ending." <laughs> which <laughs> you said yours does not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we want to harp noise and refill our glasses and? <laughs> just maybe like punch each other in the face until we feel happy again is yeah, you that you know we'll just right. hold on oh no
1: let me just get it started oh god and then we'll harp You're noise you start
0: and then we're going to harp noise christ okay. okay okay okay
1: okay all right uh-huh so i'm going to start with a quote uh-huh oh, fuck it was something that he'd been putting together for many many years and it was his kind of a mad scientist dream of torture. So,
0: oh, no. buckle up. Oh
1: no. Go get a drink.
0: That sounds really bad. Yeah. Go or, get a drink.
1: Like, get a snack if you have got a strong stomach. Um. And. Uh, <laughs>
0: Shit, Emily. Or
1: maybe you know, maybe don't get a
0: snack. I don't know your life. I don't know you. You do you. Go yeah. live your life. You We're gonna your... like just harp noise. All right. If you're in the car, maybe just take a few deep breaths. We'll do. Yep. We'll, we'll get through this together. Mm -hmm. Okay, you wanna do your your fucking. (laughs) And we're back. Uh, And I'm so scared. You should be. I'm so fucking scared, Em. So. Oh god, okay. Have you ever. Have you ever heard of the toy box killer? I think literally only from you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, you've been meaning to do this guy. Uh Oh no, Emily. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh God. Okay. Yeah.
1: So okay. we're gonna we're gonna talk about three survivors okay. of the Toy Box Killer. Uh-huh. And that's why it was like when you're like, oh I hope we didn't do the same one. Right. I'm like, I'm like 90% sure. You're right.
0: I would not we, have yeah. even if I came across Toy Box Killer, I would have been like, nah, 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 nah. Emily's been talking about that for a year. Uh-huh. <laughs> so
1: before we get into it, you wanted to talk about like creepy faces. This oh, is no. his mugshot. Oh, oh no, he looks like
0: grandpa, but also the worst.
1: Yeah, he's smiling in it. So, toy box killer, his name was David Parker Ray. Okay. And with the help of his girlfriend, Cindy Lee Hendy, they kidnapped, raped, and tortured multiple women in a trailer that was fitted out like a really awful, horrible sex dungeon. Oh no, okay, that's great. Um, The trailer was known as David's Toy Box. He called it that? He called it that.
0: And it had been happening for a very long time. I had been wondering why he was called the Toy Box Killer this whole time. I
1: have pictures. Oh, no. So police do believe that he could have been responsible for the murders of over 40 women. Oh shit.
0: He's one of those we just don't know.
1: But no bodies were ever found. What? Mhm. Holy shit. Yeah. Not
0: one? Mhm. Wow. And what are any you doing with
1: any of the the unnamed victims or just, you know, unsolved murders that they have on hand. Right. They couldn't tie back to him.
0: It's like many of them might be, but you can't But tell. you can't tell. He was good at what he did. Yes. Shit. That's the worst.
1: Um, one police police officer went so far as to call david the boogeyman Mm. so consider this your warning for disturbing non-graphic descriptions of sexual violence and just you know general fucked upness
0: sure things we talk about on this podcast Mm -hmm. thank you
1: so david would often kidnap sex workers and women with substance abuse issues. Of course, people who will can go missing and uh-huh. no one will notice. Yep. Um he also had a pre-recorded tape that he would play for his abductees. Um what? That would outline everything he was going to do to them? No.
0: Oh, yep. that is some horror movie shit.
1: Yep. I have a I have a quote from the video. Oh, no. Because it's on YouTube, guys. No, shut the fuck up! Are you Mm -mm. kidding?
0: Jesus, just the audio,
1: not the full video. Still, but YouTube, come on. Yeah, you can get the audio.
0: (laughs) Okay. If you
1: if you dig far enough, you 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 can listen to the audio. I've heard parts of it. I haven't heard the whole thing. It's like forty minutes long. Oh
0: God, yeah, don't do that. He's a huge egomaniac. Probably come out of that a different person.
1: I mean, you come out of one minute of it a different person. (laughs) It's fucked up. Um, he says. Okay, bitch, we both know what you've been brought here for. I'm going to use you for a sex slave, and it's going to be painful as hell. That's the way I want it to be. Your wrists and ankles are chained. You're gagged because you're not going to like the way I do it. Oh, God. Holy shit. So this is his toy box. All right, so for the listeners. This is only one of the photos. There's multiple photos that are way more fucked up, and I'll explain the chair in a little bit. Okay. What I'm looking
0: at is a white trailer. And Mm -hmm. not like a trailer like someone would live in. Not a trailer home. A trailer like you would put band equipment in Mm -hmm. or some shit. And it is just full of stuff. Just stuff.
1: Yeah, Is it a chair with straps? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. You can. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Okay. All right. (laughs) So I didn't go on to Reddit for this.
0: Oh, really? (laughs) I know how you love your Reddit.
1: Yeah. But also (laughs) I knew about this going in. And I know how fucked up the things he did are sure. that I didn't need to also then go on Reddit.
0: To have them tell you even worse shit Yeah, somehow. Yeah.
1: So hanging around, he made a gynecological chair. Oh,
0: no.
1: And then a lot of his torture devices mm-hmm. were all homemade.
0: Oh, no.
1: He also videotaped his victims being tortured. Ugh. And Relative. he kept a detailed journal. With records of all of the victims and exactly what he did to them.
0: How many times or ways can you relive a thing?
1: The journal didn't have names because once they were in there, they were nothing. They're not people. They're not people. He probably doesn't even know half their names. No. Doesn't matter. No. And he only had dates and then a tally of how many times they were tortured. Oh, my God. He, Cindy, the girlfriend... I
0: can't believe he had a girlfriend.
1: And his daughter, and we'll get into that later, were all convicted of crimes related to what he was doing. So they were at least complicit. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm. They were were more than complicit. We'll get into that.
0: Oh, my God. His daughter! He
1: (laughs) specifically was convicted in the sexual tortures of two women. I have three survivors, remember? Yeah. And he has passed away uh, in prison. We'll get to that.
0: Oh, fucking A. So
1: again, people believe that he might've had up to 40 victims or more. Some say 60. Sure. They have no idea. He's dead. He can't say.
0: Right. And he probably wouldn't have. It doesn't no. seem like he was trying to. No. Dick.
1: So let's go to our first survivor. Cynthia. Um, Cynthia Hanamio was his last victim. Hello, Cynthia. And she says that Ray approached her in a parking lot in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, also, this is in New Mexico. Of course it fucking is. Sorry, New Mexico. Elephant (laughs) Buttes, New Mexico. It's spelled B-U-T-T-E-S. Oh, right. And Mm -hmm. I really want to say butts. Right. But it is Buttes. It's Buttes. We have to be
0: adults about this. (laughs)
1: Ugh. I'm sorry. (laughs) Elephant Butte. It's a singular Butte. Oh, just the
0: one. It's one Butte. Just the one Butte. That's good to know.
1: Um, she was approached in a parking lot by Ray. He was posed as a police officer.
0: Oh shit. I just, I just saying, don't always trust cops. They're not always cops. Yeah. And also some of them are shitty. Some of them are <laughs> shitty. Uh,
1: quote, he told me I was under arrest and he put handcuffs on me because she was a sex
0: worker. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, he put me in his trailer and drove me to elephant butte. He did a lot of sick stuff to me. I was there three days. Ugh. On the third day I got away. I was scared he was going to catch me. So on March 22, 1999, um my birthday. Oh my god, yeah. In Elephant Butte, New Mexico. 22-year-old 10, Cynthia. 11, sorry. 10, 11? I was 11. 11. Turning okay. 11. Yep. <laughs> anyway, go on. Um she was literally covered in blood. Naked with a metal choke collar padlocked around her neck, running down the street for her Holy life. Holy
0: shit. Holy shit.
1: She had no idea where she was. Right, of course. And was obviously just fucking desperate right. for help. Um, How scary is
0: that to see? Yeah. <laughs> you drive up on that and you're like, oh, well, I've walked into the hills have eyes. We'll get to that. Oh, no. So...
1: I'll go through kind of her adventure running, but she does eventually get into a house of a a mobile home of this elderly couple that did bring her inside. Okay. And called 911. Good. And she was begging for help and they were obviously in shock. Right. She told them that the police That a man and a woman had kidnapped her and held her as a sex slave for three days. Mm -hmm. And that she was raped and tortured with whips, medical instruments, electric shock, and other sexual instruments until she managed to escape. The bruises, burns, and puncture wounds that covered her body backed up her story.
0: Right. That's good.
1: And Cynthia did tell them that there was a woman who had helped the man tie and gag her along with placing the metal collar around her neck. And they had driven, when she'd been captured, they had driven for over an hour before stopping. And then she'd been dragged inside a trailer where she was then chained to a bedpost. She listened to a tape describing what was going to be happening. And this is the quote from Cynthia. The way he talked, I didn't feel like this was his first time.
0: Sure. It was like
1: he knew what he was doing. He told me I was never going to see my family again. He told me he would kill me like all the others.
0: You have to have such fucking balls and be so sure you're going to get away with it. Yeah. Talk like that.
1: Well, to add on top of that, David in the tape said that he could only be referred to as master and that the woman was only to be referred to as mistress and they were never to be spoken to unless spoken to first.
0: Wow. Okay. So she just had
1: the ego. Well, and he wasn't alone in this because the other fucked up thing is if this isn't bad enough,
0: Mm, it's and... It's already bad enough, Em. I don't know. Like,
1: trigger warning. Uh, massive trigger warning. I'm not even going to get into details on this, mm-hmm. but he did have his victims be raped by animals. What? Yeah, his dogs.
0: How do you even get I don't, that to happen? I don't know. I don't want to oh think about God, it. God. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. The dogs. That's horrible. Yeah.
1: Um, he also... DIY'd his own dildos. Of
0: course. And they're probably with like fucked up
1: things. There's pictures if you really want to Google it. I
0: don't really want to Google it.
1: (laughs) Um, and he also invited friends over to watch.
0: Mm. Who the (laughs) fuck are all these people letting this man do this? Who are his family and friends that are just like, yeah, this seems cool. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, fuck Mm -hmm. this guy. Yep. Yep. And just he had
1: also this like sensory deprivation box that like you've seen, like there's an episode of criminal minds where they have the torture room yeah. with the sensory that's based off of him.
0: Oh really? Yes. Holy Shit. Okay.
1: Yeah. Where yeah. they find the living girl in the box. Yep. Yeah. That is based off of him. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Holy shit. And, um, by the third day of her captivity. So she's going through all of this awful stuff um she'd been cattle prodded he had a cattle prod whipped medical instruments she'd been hung up and raped repeatedly and she was like all right he's going to kill me like she knows for sure like he is going to kill me yeah like he was never pretending otherwise yeah so david and his girlfriend had gotten lazy they sure. were very confident in what they were doing. They've done this upwards of 40 times. Yeah. And I'll get into it with the other ones, but she's the first one to actually escape. Okay. Interesting. So she had gotten a hold of the keys that had been left within her reach. David oh. had gone off. He would leave for parts of the day. He was working.
0: And he just sent them down. They just,
1: yep. Left the keys. Cindy sure. had gotten a phone call. She would stepped out. She managed to unlock herself from the chain that was holding her in place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She had tried to call 911, but then the line got cut off by Cindy. And Cindy had tried to hit Cynthia with a lamp. Wow. To like knock her out. Mm-hmm. And it like connected, but also adrenaline. Yeah. They fought. Cindy tried to get the keys from Cynthia. Cynthia refused right fought back was able to unlock the padlock which was keeping everything bolted to the wall she stabbed cindy in the neck with an ice pick that she managed to grab Holy shit! and fucking ran i was just gonna say she didn't sneak away like she had to fight for it she fought she stabbed her in the neck with the ice pick christ and bolted and then it was running down the street naked yeah trying to like flag down motorists And you mentioned like how weird it'd be driving past that site. No
0: one stopped to help her. That's the thing. Like that is such a, that sucks. Somebody should have done that. But it's also, if you see that you're like, my God, what is happening there? A lot of people called in. Yeah. Yes. They would call the police. Yeah. They called
1: into the police and also the police were already on their way because that 911 call had ended very abruptly. Yeah. And I mean, it's 1999. They're getting better at, everything. Sure. Yeah. Slowly but surely. <laughs> it's not the 70s. Right.
0: <laughs> so at least that. She
1: literally has no idea where she is. She doesn't know who she can trust. Right. No fucking idea what's going on. She told the police the location of the trailer when she called again from the elderly couple's mobile home, but they were already on their way. Oh good. And because he had approached her as a police officer, she didn't know who to trust. So, like, right. this broke my heart. She hid under the table in this elderly couple's home. Oh, shit. Until they could verify that these were, in fact, the police.
0: Right. Because, like, who the fuck knows? That yeah. guy also said he was the police. Who knows what's going on? Yeah. That's, and yeah. he'd had
1: friends come over. She's like, I don't know right. if he has accomplices. If this is a cop
0: that is so fucking crooked and right. other people in the department know. Are they
1: just going to take me back? Right. Like.
0: Oh, my God, yeah. poor thing. Yeah,
1: and she's 22.
0: Oh, my God, I didn't know. I was yeah, so, young. yeah. Uh. so
1: she does eventually get taken to the hospital. She tells the police everything again. David Parker Ray and his girlfriend, Cindy Hendy, were apprehended.
0: Well, good.
1: They tried to spin it that Cynthia was a heroin addict, addict a and they were just trying to help her detox. You
0: have a dungeon. Do you understand? Do you have a above the ground thing. dungeon. Yeah,
1: they um, yeah. went onto the property. Uh huh. They got into his toy box, and they're like, "Um, uh, sir, no, I, you I have think you've a lot lie. of. I think you have a, a lot to answer for." Yes. They also found the audio tape that he was playing for people. His little forty-minute oh right rant
0: that's literally incriminating
1: (laughs) (laughs) literally that's
0: just a confession plus
1: his journal fucking he had you can go don't do it Mm -hmm. but like if you're gonna do it google with like the safe search on
0: god yeah
1: um there are photos that he had hanging up with all of his torture devices and like photos of women in various positions it's bad.
0: Yeah, I'd recommend not doing that at all, regardless. I did it
1: for you. You don't have to.
0: <laughs> Emily, I'm doing Emily this public service. This burden. <laughs> so you don't have Just to. Don't fucking do it.
1: <laughs> now, the issue the authorities faced
0: was credibility.
1: She was a sex worker.
0: Oh, my
1: God. This There's is 1999. So
0: evidence, it's not circumstantial evidence, it's physical evidence.
1: And there was they're stating there was no way to prove she wasn't there willingly.
0: Oh fucking a.
1: But the newspapers ran a story about the arrest and another victim came forward. Good. Angelica Montano told the police that she had also been kidnapped, raped and tortured by Ray and and Hendy for 3 days. She was then drugged and left by a highway out in the desert like left for dead shit she was then picked up trying to hitchhike to her mother's house by an off-duty police officer (coughs) she told him her story but he didn't believe her
0: oh god damn
1: because it sounded so outlandish it does sound
0: probably insane but also dude why would somebody make that up
1: and then it wasn't reported
0: oh my god awful Literally a police officer. Literally
1: a police officer
0: picked her up. If somebody who, just random, picked her up and she was like, I just want to go to my mom's, this is what happened, but like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. But I could get why that wouldn't be reported, but that's a cop. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, dude. Mm
1: -hmm. That was your job. So she did report it again after the news article ran. Good. Good for her. Yeah. The last... The last victim I'm going to talk about that survived, um, Kelly, they found her. She didn't come to them. Mm -hmm. Um, They found photos and video of another victim in the trailer and then animal bones that had been buried nearby. Mm. The victim in the video turned out to be Kelly Garrett. Um, Kelly later testified that she'd gotten into a fight with her husband. And had decided to go out and play pool with friends on July 24th of 1996. Now remember, her last victim was 1999. right. Oh, my God. Jessie Ray, who was the daughter.
0: Oh, no. Just happened to be
1: friends with Kelly.
0: Oh, God. And just sees her, like, in a vulnerable uh-huh. position.
1: Took her to a bar in, Truth, in- uh, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. I love that name. Mm-hmm. She drugged the beer. That Kelly was drinking. Jesus,
0: what a horrible person.
1: And, like, there's an interview with Kelly, and she talks about literally only having one drink. Right. And just feeling, like, absolute shit. Kelly had managed to make it into the parking lot when Jesse hit her from behind, knocking her unconscious. David Parker Ray then took her to his trailer, attached the dog collar, and a leash to her. And she came to, but then over the next two days, she continued to black out. Sure. From the trauma,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, David noticed that she was still breathing despite the drugs they had apparently given her, plus the torture.
0: So they were—they assumed that she'd be dead by now,
1: right? Okay. He slashed her throat.
0: Oh my god!
1: And then dumped her on the side of the road.
0: I don't. There's so much there. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There's so fucking much. Yeah. The daughter's involvement Mm -hmm. was friends with this person. Yeah. Clearly that clearly she's a fucking sociopath. Yep. So that's unfortunate on a million levels. How many women did she do that to? Yeah. Maybe for him. And also why are some of these women just getting dumped on the side of the road, but we've never seen any of the other bodies. Yep. Crazy. Yep. So
1: when she came to, she had no idea what had happened. And I guess she'd been dumped near enough to, like, her mother-in-law's house. She was able to get there. Um, She got treated for her injuries at a local clinic, but neither her husband, nor the police, nor her in-laws believed the story.
0: Jesus Christ. She has her throat slashed. Yep. Why don't people believe women?
1: Yep. She awoke in the middle of nowhere with no memory after she left the bar. Her husband believed she'd been cheating on him and filed for divorce. With? her
0: throat slashed. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is wrong with him?
1: And the in-laws also assumed that she'd just been out on a drug binge
0: with her throat slashed. Oh my God. Everyone in her family is an asshole. Well, not her family anymore. Well, right. Thank God. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Divorce his ass. Yeah. He's a piece of shit, clearly. Yeah, they'd only been married, like, a few days. Oh, my God. And, they obviously, they fought. Yeah. So, that's why she left. Yep. And then he was a piece of shit about it when she so came back. So, she Jesus. moved back to Colorado,
1: and that's where they found her. Mm-hmm. Um. They identified her because of a tattoo she had on her ankle. Wow. In the video.
0: Mm-hmm. That is yep. some A-plus police work, probably. Yep. <laughs>
1: so, despite the testimony from the girlfriend, Cindy who flipped like as soon as they were arrested. Oh, she sure. fucking flipped. Well, yeah. Tell him anything. Cause you're involved Yeah, and you gotta get. And like the thing with Cindy is she went through a lot of trauma at the hands of men in her life as a child. Sure. So
0: victim of abuse her whole life. Yeah.
1: So she was kind of primed for David to swoop in and of course be awful. And he went through like a lot of shit in his own life growing up mm-hmm. It's and if you're really curious about it, you can go read it. I'm not going to talk about right. what he went through. That's not the purpose of this. Right.
0: That's not the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, uh, you know, you can feel you can feel bad for that to a certain extent, especially yeah. with the women that are sometimes involved. But it's right. Like you didn't, but you also, didn't no, fucking, you didn't have to do this. Lots of people go through that same yeah. shit and they don't become horrible, yep. sadistic murderers.
1: But despite the testimony from Cindy, the accounts of the survivors... The fucking evidence, the logs, all of it. Mm-hmm. The FBI was never able to prove that David Parker Ray had killed anyone. Because they couldn't find bodies. Mm-hmm.
0: All they had And there was,
1: was no evidence other than the logs when they, they couldn't say for sure that there was death attached to it. Christ. Yep. So he was only tried on the cases of the survivors. So mm-hmm. three separate trials. They didn't lump it all in one, which was really nice. Good, yeah. Get sentenced yep. separately. So one for Cynthia, one for Angelica, and one for Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, the trial for Cynthia actually s- led to a mistrial, followed then by a retrial with a conviction Whoa! on what? all 12 counts that he was accused of.
0: All the torture and kidnapping and a million things. All of other it. Things. I'm not going
1: to spell it out right. so much. The trial for Angelica was never brought forward as Angelica did die of a drug overdose. Oh, shit. Oh,
0: honey. Poor Angelica.
1: Yep, so she wasn't able to testify. Oh,
0: that's awful.
1: And without the eyewitness testimony, they weren't able to bring it to trial. Sure. Um, In the case of Kelly Garrett, David did agree to a plea bargain under the terms that he be sentenced to 224 years in prison (laughs) in exchange for his daughter, Jessie, receiving a reduced sentence. Really. Mm Mm-hmm. Cindy was sentenced to 36 years as agreed in a plea bargain.
0: Good. And also
1: testified against Ray. Okay. Um, Jesse was found guilty of kidnapping women for sexual torture and was sentenced to nine years in prison, six of which could be served out of prison and on parole. Whoa. Holy shit. There was someone I didn't talk about because it doesn't really tie into the survivor stories Mm -hmm. um but i just don't want like anybody commenting on it when i'm like going through the sentencing here sure i don't need you coming for me (laughs) don't at her we're just coming back don't do this (laughs) um dennis roy yancey received two 15-year sentences for second-degree murder and conspiracy to commit first-degree murder Um, He was released after serving 11 years, but returned to custody until 2021 because he violated his fucking parole.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, He, like I said, doesn't play a role in any of the survivor stories, but basically he told police that David ordered him to kill a woman named Marie Parker, who was his lover. Oh, Um, Roy had brought her to a 4th of July party at David's house in 97. David drugged Marie. And then at gunpoint made Roy take her out to the toy box. David Correct. then gave Roy a rope and said, you know what you need to do, and forced Roy to kill
0: Marie in order to save his own life. Jesus. This yeah. man had a string of people who were just aware of this thing. Yeah.
1: And would still come to his house. They knew he had yeah. his torture toy box, right. whatever they wanted to call it.
0: And apparently we're just cool with like, yeah, just yeah. go in there and yeah. do what you need to do. Like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That is crazy.
1: So on May 28th of 2002, Ray died of a heart attack while on his way to an interrogation by state police at Leah County Correctional Facility. Fuck. So they were trying to like pin him on other bodies. Right. They were still actively working on it.
0: How dare you have a heart attack, you
1: piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) So a wrap up on Cynthia, Mm. because she's, she's the only one that really prominently put herself out there. And, like, did a bunch of interviews and stayed in the public okay. eye and, like, came back 20 years later when they still hadn't found more of his victims and hadn't tied him to anything, like, reawakening attention to it. Sure. So, in an interview in 2011, Cynthia credits her sons for giving her a reason to go on living after everything.
0: Okay.
1: Um, she says, quote, this was a very sick man. The only thing that gives me any comfort is that he's gone. If I didn't get away, I wouldn't have my three wonderful boys. I wouldn't be here.
0: Imagine being her son.
1: <laughs> well, Woof. we're going to get there. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> I told you this doesn't have a happy ending. No, okay, right? oh, so um, a year after she escaped, she gave birth to her first child, who mm-hmm. she named Ruben, Um, followed a year later by his brother Matthew, and then some years later they had a third son to complete the family. Mm-hmm. Um, she also spent a lot of time caring for her grandmother while having three children. Sure. In 2016, Cynthia was living with her three sons in the Desert Sands Motel in southeast Albuquerque. Um, they'd been struggling to find housing, so they were moving from hotel to hotel. Sure. When a fire swept through the motel complex, de- destroying the f- few possessions they had and leaving them homeless once again. Christ, okay. The following day, Cynthia was told that her 15-year-old son, Ruben, her firstborn, suffered a gunshot um, to the head and died.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Then hours after her oldest son's death, Cynthia's middle child, 14-year-old Matthew, was arrested and charged with murder.
0: Oh, shit.
1: He had confessed to the police that the week before he had deliberately run over a 46-year-old father of three in a stolen SUV. Oh, okay the 14 year old had tried to pick up a sex worker in the stolen vehicle and had been driving 14 through years old 14 yep and had been driving through the victim's apartment complex parking lot holy shit yeah the victim had basically like yelled at the kid to get out like i guess it was a rough neighborhood so mm-hmm. he was used to people pulling out of the parking lot he's like hey you can't be here right and he ran him over jesus He tried to stand trial. It basically mistrialed. He wasn't like found fit to stand trial.
0: The 14 year old. Yeah.
1: So they're redoing it and they redid it in like 2017 and I couldn't find any updated information. Sure. And I had no other updates on how like Cynthia is doing now. If she was able to get housing like. Right. uh,
0: But also like, oh, my God. I mean,
1: if she found any peace. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like I there was there was nothing. That's really sad. Yeah.
0: That's really fucking sad.
1: Yeah. She dealt with so much shit. And got fucked over. Like, just by the system. Which is awful. And, like, the place I work right now, we work with people like that who've been screwed over by the system. Yeah. And giving them the resources they need to dig themselves out. So I can only hope
0: that New Mexico
1: has something similar to that. But yeah, you you never know. It's also hard to ask for help when you need it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I hope that things go a little better. I can't believe that is like a really rough three days.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Sorry, Cynthia. Yeah.
1: I really, I really like when I had stepped into that story, I would hoped it was going to be just like, be, yeah, she has grandchildren and right. living her
0: best life. And it's just like, no, it's just no, been hard. It's just, just been really, really hard. Really hard. Some sometimes like it's you're you can be a decent person, yeah, and stuff, and is just, just get
1: absolutely shit
0: on, yeah. And I mean, maybe things are good for Kelly. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I couldn't find any follow up interviews
0: with her, I'm so she. I'm hoping she is living her best life. Laid low, yeah. So. Oh my god! Yay! So that's the toy, box, that's killer, the toy huh? box killer. Now I never get to be subjected to that again. Looking on the bright side. <laughs> Oh, hey! I'm glad you got to that one though, because yeah. you have been meaning to. I think I mentioned bit. it like episode like ten. Oh my god! I'm probably. like, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I get a, why you put it off though, because it is it's so a fucked up. Toozy. Holy shit! Oh, oh my god! Well, we're back. We're back. We done did the whole thing. We brought you a heavy, a heavy, heavy, a heavy boy. Episode. We've done quite a few of those though. You get it by now.
1: Yeah, I think we thought we'd come back with a. a I was gonna say bang, but that's not appropriate for anything that just happened super
0: not we're gonna come back with a a gentle hello a gentle hello and a harp noise yeah (laughs) Uh. and hopefully actually some more i'm gonna here want some cold duck
1: (laughs) how cold is your duck and do Um, you want some yeah i will (coughs) never say no to
0: some cold duck yay more cold duck forever yay ducks
1: of cold
0: (laughs) ducks that are cold (sighs) that's the only thing getting us through this So we hope that you had a good time (laughs) on this podcast.
1: Thanks for coming back.
0: Thank you for coming back. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, We did want to mention our Patreon. Yeah, we have a Patreon. Yes. uh, We just started it. We're going to be adding tiers here. Those should be available for you by the time this podcast goes up. Mm -hmm. And you can find it at patreon.com slash uh-oh feeling. And uh-oh feeling is all one word. There's no dash and uh-oh. It's all lowercase. All lowercase. lowercase, lowercase. Nothing fancy. Nothing crazy. Yeah. So patreon.com slash, slash uh-oh feeling. feeling. Yeah. If you would like to, you know, just donate to us, we plan on using any funds that we make to help us get better equipment for first booze. First and foremost. No, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> better booze. Or better booze. Or or worse worse booze. booze. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you never know. But definitely, like, you know, we're still working with, like, one pretty good microphone and then one condenser mic that I probably shouldn't be using. Yeah. (laughs) So it'd be
1: nice to get the second mic and Um, have a second board.
0: Yeah. There's always, we'd love to be able to have, like, a setup at both of our houses so it's not lugging back and forth. And then we can, you know, know, it's just nice to have that stuff for other projects. We want to do content that's just for patrons. Right. So that's easier. But like the more...
1: right now. Yeah.
0: It's a little hard to, to do that. Right. But we'd love to have that set up in both of our places. And, you know, anything that you're able to help with just means that we can dedicate more time to it because we can yeah, say, you know, it just helps us. Also there's, this is a job.
1: The chance that down the road, we can go to more festivals yeah. and, apply to be speakers or be on a panel at certain things and you those applications usually cost money
0: right we would love to go to crime con oh my god Chicago recently yeah like oh my god are you kidding but that's yeah that's the sort of thing that does cost money even sometimes just to apply to be in or but you know obviously travel expenses that sort of thing
1: I think the next like crime cons in like Portland or something yeah so
0: They bounce around, I think. Yeah, yeah, traveling's weird. hard. Right. But Traveling costs way, money. I mean, yeah, we just want to make sure you know that we'd be using this for podcast stuff specifically, yeah. of course. Yeah. And we do have the goal of making some specific content. If you want to become a patron and you have ideas of what you'd like to hear from us that is patron-specific yeah. content, we would love to be We're know. open to it. Absolutely. And we're going to be transparent with whatever we spend it on. Absolutely. You don't have to worry about that. You can message us. We'll be posting. We'll show what we've got. But we'll be honest. Yeah. We would absolutely love to have your support if you are able to give it. We super appreciate it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And again, that's com slash uh feeling.
1: We'll post it with this uh, we episode. Will.
0: And probably a lot more.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's going to be subtle. You
0: will not miss it. It's going to be so subtle. Okay, you might miss it. (laughs) It's going to be on Twitter.
1: It's going to be on Instagram. It's going to be be on Facebook. It's going to be
0: everywhere. You're going to hate it. (laughs) You better become a patron. (laughs) Oh, I think, is that all we have for new news? Yeah. Thanks for being here with us. Yeah, thanks for sticking around. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for your patience and everything. You should probably be a little bit like Cynthia.
1: Stab someone with an ice pick in the neck if they're trying to kill you.
0: Exactly. You should, you know, do your best to be like one of my five dudes.
1: <laughs> Think about Harry Potter.
0: Think about Harry Potter if you, you know, are worried about dying. And uh, don't forget your can of water. Damn it. Yeah, we're not done with that one. Don't you worry. We'll find something better one day. No, no, we won't. Yes, we, won't. No, we won't. No, will. We absolutely fucking will.